Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 46. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here to answer all of your technology questions related to the Macintosh computer. Is that right? That is right. I think uh, I got that right. We we try to take the slant. Sometimes we we deviate from the flight plan, but we always try to kind of do this whole thing here with with the switcher in mind, someone who's new to the Mac, who's thinking about getting a Mac, we, we try to we try to craft the show towards them. That is correct. And that, my friends, is my great friend and co-host, Chris Biting, former Mac genius. Gen- <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Exactly. So anyway, we have a couple questions here that have come in via voicemail, which is excellent. I'm so I'm always pumped and excited when we have a minimum of two or three calls queued up and ready to go for us to tackle during the show. Oh, yeah. Chris, do you happen to know the telephone number where people can call uh, to leave a a voicemail feedback yet? I, I don't have it memorized. All right. Well, it is area code 859 seven nine five four zero six seven and of course we record the show live in front of an internet audience every single monday evening at 7 p.m eastern time and right now we have a chat room full of people that are in there we just want to say welcome to john schaefer tommy klein and uh the rest of the folks i see that there are people in there but yet i don't know who they are yet they haven't chatted away yet However, I just want to let people know, last week we took in a uh, some live call-in. In fact, Tommy Klein, who happens to be in the chat room, he called in last week and had some questions and, and stuff like that, or, or no, comments, I believe. And uh, he was able to do that by calling the studio line, which for those of you who are listening live, it's up on the screen right now. So uh, one call at a time during the show. And I want to say welcome to Shannon Kay. Um, have you ever seen Shannon Kay in any of our uh, chat rooms before, uh, Chris? I have not, no. Shannon is a Mac user, and believe it or not, I was invited to and attended her wedding. Oh, that's cool. She is a member of our gspn.tv community, and get this. Do you know how I attended her wedding? Please tell me it was via Skype. It, no, it was better than that, via Ustream. Oh, that's awesome. Is that awesome or what? That's sweet. She she live streamed her entire wedding from all the music and the procession, even down to the reception afterwards. I mean, I had literally people, somebody was carrying the laptop with the webcam, you know, up on top, clipped to it, carrying, carrying me around through the party, introducing me to people. It was really cool. <laughs> I felt so honored. Dr. Anonymous, you know Dr. Anonymous, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Anonymous attended with me and uh it was a lot of fun. So Shannon, thank you so much. And That's it was pretty cool, it, Yeah, it is. I, I love technology and I love that she was able to do that. And of course, I happen to know that she probably had a bit of family that that you know maybe weren't able to make it in town that were also there with us. So very 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 cool. Chris, what's new in the Apple world? 
Oh man, all sorts of stuff going on. Let me go over here to my news. Well, the first the first big thing was on Monday. Was that yesterday? Okay. I think it was yesterday. Uh, there was a note uh, early in the, in the morning that Steve Jobs had suffered a heart attack. Really? And uh, yeah, the stock just started tanking. It was like right when right when the market opened. It was reported on CSN uh, CSN CNN's iReport, which is a uh, was a website that uh, amateur journalists could report news as it happened. And <laughs> as soon as you as said anim yeah, whatever you just said, amateur journalists reporting news <laughs> on behalf of CNN. Yeah, that's, that's uh, so so this came out and uh, Apple PR quickly released a statement saying it's not true. Uh, but now the SEC, the SEC is looking into it because this, a lot of people dumped their stock when they heard this. Because let's be honest, if Steve really did have a heart attack or if something happened to see this, the, to this, the, the talk, I cannot talk today. The stock would tank. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Yeah, you know, well, it, would, it would be cut in half right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it, I'm not a stockholder in any of the Apple uh you know, in Apple Incorporated or anything like that yeah, whatsoever. However, I want to just say, I mean, Steve, obviously, the last time he did the keynote when he released these revised um, nanos, the the longer, slimmer looking nanos. He, I have one. It's very nice. Do you really? You like it? I love it. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. An orange one. It looks they look very nice. So very nice. Anyway, he was not looking too well. I mean, physically, he, he looked awful thin and, and he almost, I mean, if I had to use a word, I would say almost frail up there. Yeah, he's, he's been mal, malnourished. Yeah, and, and of course, I understand that he's had um, some cancer in the past and, and the, with the treatment that he had, that um, malnutrition is uh, sometimes a complication of that. And so th they've talked about that. But anyway, the fact is, is that, I mean, obviously he's getting up, he's going to slowly climb up there in age. And if this top, if this stock pricing is so closely tied to whether or not Steve is at the helm, it, it just seems like such a risk, such a gamble to have that stock, you know, it, it's like a time bomb. It's it, yeah. almost, I don't know. I am not a financially minded person, mind you, but it just seems that way to me as just your average Joe. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, there, there are people who are legitimately afraid and Apple's really never come out and said, you know, Hey, we have a transition plan in case, you know, Steve decides to retire or something bad happens to him. And it's, it's scary that the, the the future of a company is tied to one person. Yeah, that 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 is a scary thing. In fact, you know, in my years of ministry, I've always had a really big issue with churches that are built seemingly around one person, one pastor, the lead guy that's been there for 30, you know, 30, the last 35 years. And and, you know, it, it's like first church of this dude. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. So, and and whenever you know, whenever that person moves on, retires, or does anything else, it, it just seems like you know, it, it's just not the same place. So, and, and I'm I'm afraid that, the, and I'm sure many people are afraid that that's exactly what's going on with Apple. And you know, it, of course, at the same time, if if you know, news, if I had cash in my pocket, and news of Apple, or you know, news of something with uh, Steve Jobs, like something really happened to him and the 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 stock goes down to 
I don't know what does stock what does Apple stock go for these days? Does anybody know in the chat room? Man, it's been taking a beating. It closed at uh, ninety eight fourteen today. So if it uh, dropped, if it did like a Yahoo and dropped down to you know thirty bucks or forty bucks or or ten bucks, yeah, you know, I, I if I had some cash, I'd I'd throw some money in there and, and see if it would come back. But at the same time, it would all it would all just be a gamble. Yeah, it's you know it's not. A, I would say it's a buying opportunity right now if you've got some cash to spare. I mean, I know you know with what's going on in the economy and everything, that's that's probably hard to do. But it, it is a buying opportunity. I've got friends of mine who who sold when it was a lot higher who are really considering buying back up a bunch of stock. Right now, we have Pups Pals in the chat room, and uh, that she's saying that Disney Studios survived after Walt, and it took some time to fully get back up to speed. But many didn't um, didn't notice the big that big of a jump. Um, and then, well, the, the thing is though, Walt didn't leave. Well, Walt didn't get fired and then the company start to like really get crappy and then Walt come back and the company do better than it's ever done before. Well, I, so. but no, I, I think if you, if you go to, you go to post pals argument there though, is, is in the original argument is that this is a company that is solely built and revolves around one person's vision or dream or whatever. I mean that that is pretty much what happened with you know Steve Jobs and Apple now and you yeah know, he he is the guy he's the he's the dream maker if you will of of I really Apple. think though that he's surrounding himself with really really good people I mean uh, the guy who's now in charge of the iPhone uh, Scott something or other he's super bright you got Tim Cook who actually took over the company while Steve was in the hospital you know and didn't didn't miss a beat so. I, I do think that while they haven't came out and said, okay, this is what our plan is, I think they do have uh, something in place. Gotcha. Well, anyway, let's move on to something else. Obviously, they're saying that, that there was no such heart attack. Um, you know, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank goodness. And so, But let's go ahead and talk about some hidden iPhone 2.2 software features. First right, of all, dude. I don't think I have 2.2. What's 2.2? Two point two is out in beta right now for the developers. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, it looks like um, this was recently seeded, and there's a couple new features that have been uh, unveiled. Uh, one is support for uh, Japanese Amanji characters. I'm not real sure what that is, but it's a popular feature for Japanese phones. Okay. Um, and there's also support for Google Street View. Okay, that sounds interesting. Just pretty cool. And then finally, one, and this is something that I'd. I'm kind of jazzed about it. Apple's also addressed uh, the iPhone keyboard settings, which allows users to disable the iPhone's auto correction. Good. So, so there. Yeah. So it's some room- people have some issues with that. Yeah. Well, have you ever tried to type just a W? No. Does it give you another letter? Yeah. You cannot type just a W. It, it's impossible. <laughs> it's funny. You have to actually cancel out. So I was doing a search for a, a worship song by Michael W. Smith, and, and I couldn't get it to do W. It's like it was ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, anything else? I mean, anything really cool, though, outside of the, the disable the autocorrection? That's all we've got so far on 2.2. All right. No copy-paste. No copy-paste and no... Uh you know, notification, like let's say you're using like an instant messaging program and, you know, the, the update, the persistent running or whatever they call that, where it updates the little badge icon. Yeah. Where is our push notifications from third yeah, party exactly. suppliers? I want that is something I, I want that more than I want copy and paste. Yeah. Now, where is yeah. that? They promised us that one. They talked about they that. They did. One. They promised it. September. Like, 
of yeah. 2008. I didn't yeah, see it. Got pushed back, I guess. Something. So. <laughs> well, finally, and finally, uh, you'll like this. Uh, rumor has that on October 14th, we do know that you know something's supposed to happen on October 14th. The latest rumor is that uh, Mac, the new MacBook is going to come out and it's going to have an NVIDIA video card in it. Oh, well, that's cool. So, so the base MacBook, not the MacBook Pro, but the base MacBook will have a, a non-integrated video card. That's the rumor, and if that's if that's the case, then the, the MacBook is quickly becoming the uh, the laptop to choose. Well, absolutely, because what that means, which I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Apple would sell a brand new computer out of the box that will not run one of its most popular software packages. Let me guess, uh, Final Cut Studio. Exactly. I mean, it just seems absolutely ludicrous, ridiculous, and all that good stuff, but. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, well, then there's also the the rumor about brick and you know is it a manufacturing process? Is it a marketing uh, st- strategy? Is it a new product? We won't know until I guess it comes out. So yeah, nothing new on brick. So did you what did you listen to last week's show? The help I got a Mac. We missed you. I did, man. It was an awesome show. I really like uh, the the roundtable discussion. I thought that was that was very cool. Yeah, we had some wonderful people. I, I love being surrounded by so many awesome people in our community that was willing to uh, email me and and offer to help co-host while you know filling your big gigantic shoes, of course. But <laughs> I was uh, on a plane back from Las Vegas, so cool. Well, uh, we we will tool around with that. I I think you emailed me earlier this week and said you really liked the concept of a. A co-hosted panel and so i know yeah, Chef, maybe like uh, you know every other show or once a month or something we could do yeah, something like that absolutely absolutely i i really like the idea of it having like our own sort of you know just getting together talking about things sharing different perspectives outside of our own views i mean obviously you you and i are pretty opinionated on some things but sometimes we end up end up maybe you know agreeing on too much we, yeah know, we, it, it would be nice to have uh, another one or two opinions. I I want one of those super weird, uh, you know. I'll drink anything that that Apple throws my way. Kool Aid fanboy guys. <laughs> I, I try to do that, but I'll I'll you, take uh, Apple, I'll take Apple to the mat when I have to. That's what I'm saying. I I want I and see, I, and and I think that's cool. And 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 I you know I appreciate the fact that you you have some kind of sense of you know um you know real life view of your own. And that, and that that you don't live uh, vicariously through Steve or Steve lives vicariously through you, whatever. But anyway, I want somebody who is one of those nut jobs. Do we have anybody like that? I don't know anybody. Well, no. Here's here's the thing I found out about hardcore Mac users. They will take Apple to the mat most of the time. Okay. They're pretty. They they hold Apple pretty high, and uh, they're pretty critical of them too. Yeah. Shannon Case she says she's nor- she normally is that type of person, but mine. Ex- oh wait, maybe <laughs> I think maybe they're talking about something else in the chat room. <laughs> That's funny because <laughs> she said mine expired a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't been able to. So I think she was talking about something different. Oh, she's talking about the- Disneyland. They're talking about Disneyland. <laughs> that is so funny. That's why if you're if you're listening to this show, uh, you know, from downloading it from iTunes or, or, or from. Uh, gspn.tv you're missing out on a lot of this crazy talk that happens in the chat room while we do the show live that's correct and, and it which you know of course no don't she says sorry absolutely do not say no, sorry dude, 
Yeah, do not apologize. Yeah, not at all. In fact, it, it, how they got there is, of course, uh, I remember I was watching the chat while Chris was talking and it came up on, you know, when we were talking about Steve Jobs and the fact that and we started talking about Disney and then somebody in the chat room said, well, you know, now Steve owns a majority share of Disney stock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's the largest single share owner. So, you know, or also oh, he's the largest single share. So he doesn't own a majority of Disney then. I don't think so. That that those are two different statements. One, he, he I'm not sure. Shannon says no. Shannon, okay. Shannon would know. So okay, good. I was gonna say, man, does this guy own Disney? No. Okay, so he's the sing. He he's probably. I can totally buy in the fact that he owns more than any other individual stock. I think. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I would think that some investment companies or something would hold the majority. You know, combined. Gotcha. So uh, anyway, but yeah, you guys need to come and check out our live show and and participate. In fact, we have live uh, chat room running for several of our shows here at gspn.tv, not just Help I Got a Mac. And if you wanted to take a look at our production schedule, you can always go to gspn.tv slash schedule or gspn.tv slash calendar. Either way, it'll take you to the same place. And you can even subscribe to the Google Calendar. So if you use Google Calendar, you can just add our calendar to yours and you you can always turn that on and off in your view and find out when the next shows and when all of our shows are scheduled to come out and be released. Uh, you know, come and, come and visit us sometime if you're able to. We'd love that. Yes, it's fun. All right. So we have some questions. Let's uh, let's see here. You want to take some audio questions, Chris? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off with Mary in Minnesota. Hi, this is Mary from Minnesota. I am calling for... Help! I got a Mac. Um, I usually call in for my crazy wife, but I'm stretching my wings or arms and going into other GSTM TV um, podcasts now, um, which is awesome because being a plus member is awesome. I can get everything. That's not what I'm calling for. Not plus member. <laughs> and Help, I didn't pay I her to say that. I don't have. Um, um, yeah, right. MacBook. Yes, I plan to get one. Awesome. My question to Chris and to Cliff is: um, I really want a MacBook. Um, basically, what I'm going to be doing is using it to do things that I do now on the desktop that my boyfriend owns. Um, and won't give up because he's playing Warriors of Warcraft. Um, so blogging, email, um, clerk, chatter, Ustream, social networks, um, pretty much all of that kind of stuff. Nothing big, nothing grand. I don't plan to do a podcast yet. It's kind of one of those things that is in the back of my mind, but I don't think I have enough content or even willpower to do that. I don't think I can do that yet. So um, I'm just trying to figure out if a MacBook or um, Mac uh, Pro, MacBook Pro. Um, I do have a visual dis- disability, so there is I need a big screen. Um, and I also need the um, out, voice output, and I know it's on the lap, the the um, the desk, the big ones, 
the sit on like the desktop the desk ones. Um but does the voice output have to be on the um MacBooks? Thanks guys. Um I gotta go. I'm in traffic. Bye. All right, thanks, Mary. Chris, what do you <laughs> want you wanna take a stab at this one? Sure. Uh, let's handle the, the as far as the features uh, of the operating system go, like the uh, you know, text to speech and things like that. Uh, that is standard across the line, so you can you know you can up the contrast. There's some um, there's some things that Apple does for uh, people who are visually impaired to, to kind of help them see the screen better uh, that she may not even know of. Uh, you can turn the contrast up way high or change the colors. You can actually invert the colors uh, if if that helps. Um, yeah. Apple option control eight, if you want to see that. Uh, now, as far as the computer, for what she's using it for, p- putting all that stuff aside, a MacBook, especially if she waits a little longer and gets the brand new one that's rumored to come out, is probably going to be more than enough computing power she needs. My only concern is the display size, because it is a 13-inch display, so it is kind of hard to, to read. Right. That that yeah that that's the only thing that she said that kind of concerned me. Of course, the thing is, is when you go when you go MacBook um, MacBook Pro still has the smaller version, right? But uh, well, fifteen inch. Fi- so it is fifteen inch. Okay, so MacBook yeah. Pro, yeah. Okay, so her, have- her best bet uh, is really to do this to buy the MacBook. Yeah. And again, like I said, I would wait until the new ones come out if they come out. If she bought a MacBook and then and then bought like I don't know like a 19 or a 21 inch Dell display because uh-huh. Dell makes great displays and they're very very affordable. Right. She's still going to spend less than she would if she bought a MacBook Pro. Really? Yeah, but the thing is, you don't take that Dell display with you everywhere you go. Yeah, and but it depends on how much she's going to be on the road. So if if, exactly. if you're going to use it at the house most off mo- most often and you'll be using it at a desk or someplace stationary, then then that would definitely, I would even say go that way if if they have the inter- the non-integrated card. But of course, then again, all the stuff, that, I mean, I happen to know Mary. She's been a part of the gspn.tv community for a very long time and a Plus member, as she said. And so I, I know her well enough to know what she's doing is, I mean, honestly, the MacBook's going to be sufficient for processing yeah. power even without the non-integrated card. The only thing that she said that concerns me is the size of the display. And Chris, unlike you and I, there are a lot of people probably, if they have a laptop, chances are that the majority of the use is going to be sitting, you know, laying down, you know, flat on the bed or sitting on the couch and stuff like that, even if you're at home. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Other than my laptop for work, the laptop at home is really used in the living room. Yeah. Um, It's just a computer that we're able to sit in our lap. Uh, we probably here in the household probably would have been better off for our money to buy a desktop. But, you know, there is something to be said about being in the living room or being in the kitchen or being downstairs or being outside that, you know, to use the computer, it's nice. And if you, if you have to take it somewhere, you know, like to a Panera Bread or Starbucks or or in-laws or whatever, it is nice to have that. Right. Now, Pups Pals in the chat room saying she likes the 15-inch. Uh, fits in a standard uh, PC laptop case with no problem at all. And let's see here. Shannon K says she likes the 13-inch MacBooks because, well, she says she's small. <laughs> you know what, though? Um, if I have to use the MacBook or the MacBook Pro, I'm actually generally going to go to the MacBook. I just I, I like the smaller size myself. If I could get a 10-inch size of a MacBook 
you know, like the cloud PC and, and those kind of netbook PCs. If I could get one that has, you know, st- a standard screen resolution, you know, at least 1024 wide, I would love to have a nice, tiny little, you know, solid state based laptop. That would be sweet. That would be very cool. All right. You ready to move on to our next caller? Let's keep going. All right. This one's Frank. Hi. Uh, this is um, Frank uh, calling Cliff. This is actually for you and Chris Fighting. This is for the Help I Got a Mac um, podcast. Um, I want to talk about some of my iPhone gripes. I, I absolutely love my iPhone. I absolutely love my MacBook. I would not trade it, trade them for anything in the world. But I, I got the 3G iPhone, I don't know, about three, whenever it first came out, a couple months after that, just, just, just recently. And um, I want to tell you some gripes I have about the iPhone. And, and I, think, I think some of it is more the 3G, but some of it is just in general. One, one of, them, one of my gripes, you hear it right now, I'm talking to you in my car with my earbuds in, and you probably hear a little bit of buzzing in the background. Um, I, 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 I went to the Apple store, and they said to me, oh, yeah, that just happens sometimes if you're in the car, you get interference from a radio, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, so that's a problem. I, I'm trying to talk on the iPhone, and someone says, wow, you got a bad connection, um, and they hear this buzzing. It doesn't happen in all cars. It only happens in some cars. It happens in my car. It doesn't happen all the time in my car. Sometimes it happens when I'm plugged in. Sometimes it happens when I'm not plugged in. But if I'm using my headphones and I'm on my iPhone in my car, I get this buzzing from time to time. And it drives me crazy, and it's just, it's just unnecessary. Gripe number two. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk about that one for just a minute. Chris, are you there? Sure. All right. Yeah, I keep, uh, since I'm using my handheld mic, I keep muting myself in that, between that's cool. uh, calls. So, um, so what do you think about this? The, Cause I, did you hear the buzzing over Skype? I did. Uh, you know, first of all, I'm not going to defend it because you know, it is unacceptable. Uh, GSM though, as a whole is a really, really noisy as far as interference goes. If yeah. you sit here and, and, and you know that, you know, we have to put our, when, when I'm in the studio, when you're in the studio, we have to put our, um, iPhones on airplane mode because you hear that. Can, can I tell you a secret yeah. though? Ever since I got my 3g, I never have to do that. Really? Never. I've matter of fact, my my uh, iPhone sitting right next to me. It's received a couple uh, uh, text messages from Twitter and everything since, and it's sitting right in front of my mixer board. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Well, the other thing I, it, be, if I put it right up next to my mic, I still get it. So, but yeah, yeah. my three G phone, not not so much. I don't know. You know, I haven't had the I haven't had that static issue in my car either, um, and I use the earbuds. A lot just because I don't want to, I don't know, I don't like holding the phone up to my face. Well, I've, um, I've never heard the hum. Now, I've, I've always, heard, I, I have heard the little, that little GSM noise. He's got a mm, in the background of, of that voicemail. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's got a problem with his phone. You, he, Frank, number one, you definitely have an issue with your phone. And I, I will tell you, Frank, I've got at least 30 or 40 people I've talked to on the phone that also have iPhones and talk to them quite frequently. Absolutely never have I heard that noise that's, that I've heard on your voicemails. So yeah. you, you do have an issue. You do have a problem. And I happen to know if you demand that that phone get replaced, you, it will get replaced. 
Yep. Talk to a manager. Yep. Just, just talk to a manager and, and, and tell them to listen to episode number what 46 here of help. I got a Mac and Cliff and, and, and Chris both agree. You've got a problem with your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> just tell them Cliff and Chris told you so. <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> Are you ready to do Let's move on to the rest of Frank's gripes. Cause, cause okay. you know, this is a place you can come and gripe. We're, oh, absolutely. We're not beyond griping. We do it ourselves sometimes. I, I have, um, um, it's amazing how many times I'll be in the middle of using a, an application and the whole thing just crashes. Um, not a lot, but if, but if I sit down and use a couple of applications for an hour or two at a time, inadvertently they'll crash. That includes Safari. And, um, that's another gripe. Um, all right. Um, applications, uh, those used to crash all the time. I found with 2.1, I real. I mean, it, it's usually only an application itself that causes that to crash, rather than the iPhone. Yeah, and I don't. I don't have too many problems. I still. I still have the jailbroken phone, which we'll talk about in a little bit because I heard you. You unjailbroke yours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have any crashing issues either. Really, to be quite no, honest with you, I have no crashing issues at all anymore after 2.1 with my iPhone. Um, except for, except for, um, Safari, it still does crash there. It, it never fails. I, if you use Safari long enough, you're browsing long enough, you do something long enough, you're right there. You're ready to go on to the next screen. You hit submit after you typed. And instead of it loading up the next page, boom, it takes you to the home screen. Yeah. I still have that with Safari. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have, I have Safari crash, you know, almost every time I use it. Yeah. It, it, at least after a while. Yeah. By the way, can I just say in the middle of Frank's uh, call here, um, the iPhone, the, my iPhone application that got denied from iTunes. Uh, yes. Number one, uh, the other two applications exactly identical to it are still there. By okay. The way. Not fair. Um, anyway, not only that, but it, we did release it into the jailbroken community, which, of course, we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. But um, literally thousands upon thousands of downloads. Really? Yes. My Because, of course, I'm using Woopra, which, again, we can talk about that in just a few minutes. Woopra! We, we can talk about that. But uh, screen I, I happen to know the screen resolution of the iPhone is, what, 320 by 296? And the, yeah. and the reason why is because Whooper will tell me each person that's on my site and it tells me what operating system, what browser they're using. Uh, it tells me their screen resolution. It tells me what page on my site they're on. And my application, my iPhone application has links into it. So once you actually download it, install it, there are two different buttons where you can go and it'll take you out and open up Safari and you can read the about page. So it'll load up gspn.tv slash about. And of course, it, then there's the option for plus members to enter in their username and password. And if you want more information about what plus membership is, it, it takes you to gspn.tv slash plus. I'm telling you pro, no less than 80, 90, maybe 100 hits per hour on my on my Whoopra on gspn.tv for those two sites coming from different IP addresses all over the world. Craziness. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It's amazing. Anyway, can we go back to Frank now? <laughs> keep going, keep going. And then, of course, minor things. You know, this 
why is it that I just had to buy a um, a small um, camcorder because there's no camcorder built into my iPhone, which there really should be, um, and is not. But it's the buzzing jet drives me crazy. And of course, that same buzzing is the buzzing that we hear sometimes, you know, on your TV if you have your. Um, uh, well, I'm hearing a different buzzing, but let's go back to the camcorder. Sigh quarter is amazing <laughs> yeah gotta have a jailbroken phone though yes you do side quarter is amazing the only thing is chris um and let, let, remind me to talk about side quarter when we're done with this call because i i want to talk about that okay. and i want to talk about my jail jailbroken because i know i talked about it last week but i want to i want to share a little bit with you as well uh sure. have you used side quarter no i haven't okay you've never used side quarter I have not. All right. Well, I'll explain what it is in a little bit, and we'll talk about it. So let's okay. finish up uh, Frank's grape. iPhone, not, not an airplane mode, and it's just, it's just um, silly little things that don't have to happen. Um, a, a completely different gripe, and if, if you guys have a chance to look this up on on, um, on the web, and I, if not, I could send you a link, but I bought a new MacBook Pro 15-inch um, last month, brand new, and every now and then, I will get these strange stripes on my screen, going up and down, and apparently every other LCD light goes out, um, and Matt, there's actually a whole dialogue on the Mac chat room, uh, on the Apple uh, chat forum about this, um, that, just, it's a flaw in some of the 15-inch models, if you go to the, to the Apple store, They'll, they'll offer to either replace your motherboard or replace your screen. Um, and if, as you'll see on the, on the chat room, on the forums, uh, that doesn't always fix the problem. In fact, in some people's cases, it makes it worse. It seems to only be on the MacBook Pro 15-inch screen. Uh, Apple still has not released a fix for it. Um, the only fix they can tell you is when it happens to hit Control, I think it's Control, Alt, Eject. And that resets your your screen, and, and it, the problem's fixed. But it happens to me about once a week, and it's driving me crazy. And I'm not going to get my whole motherboard replaced, and, and or my screen replaced when, in many cases, that doesn't fix the problem, and in many cases, it makes it worse. They won't take it back. They won't exchange it. I even offered to pay extra money to exchange it and upgrade it to a uh, the, the bigger 17-inch model and spend the extra money. And they said, No, sorry, we can't do that. So. Apple's starting to really irk me, and um, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Apple fan. And Cliff, I really related to your whole deal with them about them not letting you set up your own application. Um, I think they're slipping. I, I, I really do, and um, I think they're going to start losing pretty soon if they don't, they don't pick it up. Okay, there's my rant. Talk to you later. Bye. All By the right. way, I'm interested if anyone else has ever had that buzzing problem or if anyone else has had that screen problem, um, the buzzing problem on the iPhone, screen problem on the uh, on the uh, MacBook Pro. Sorry. All right, Frank, thank you so much. Um, you know, let us know if anybody else out there. Uh, the uh, Frank's actually sent me a thing here with an article. Uh, Frank, if you're in the chat room, go ahead and put a link into the uh, chat room as well. That'd be awesome. But uh, uh, let's see here, Chris, where do you want to go with this one? The 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 lights. On the MacBook, yeah. oh the uh, the screen, you mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, uh, I'm going to preface by saying, as a, as a former Mac genius, um, 
yeah, they very rarely do they do any kind of exchanges or anything like that. The, the only time that that Apple corporate will even authorize an exchange is if you you know get a hold of someone in in executive relations or you get issued something called a crew, which is a customer return unit, and that has to have so many. Re- they have to repair it. It's Apple's real like weird about following those those attempt attempts to repair. Uh, normally when you see lines like that on the screen, what it, what it was, see the iBook had an issue like that. And what it, what it ended up being from the logic board, which, you know, has a processor and video card, all that stuff built into that board there. There's a cable that, that the, uh, the screen does plug into and that cable was getting pinched. And this was on the 14 inch i uh, iBook and they ended up replacing like the screen or something. The screen housing had a different kind of cable. And that ended up fixing the problem. So it sounds like it may be something like that. Um, and once Apple determines what the issue is, they'll they'll offer a recall fix on that. Gotcha. Well, the the thing is, though, what I would do, Frank, um, and the the advice that I'm going to give you is that you know obviously you you should have some kind of warranty on that on that PowerBook and or Apple Care, hopefully. And if you do, let them replace it. I mean, the the good. I guess if anything, the one thing I like about the MacBook is it seems to me that backup of data and restoring it with you know going from even one machine completely over to another seems to be seamless, and you don't lose little bits and pieces of data like you would on moving from one PC to the next. I mean, having self encapsulated applications and, and all that stuff. I mean, those are the, those are the real benefits I think of having a Mac and, and by golly, if you can get a brand new motherboard and a brand new screen out of the deal, then by all means, let them, let them give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, all you have to do is, is take it back again and say, listen, no, I'm sorry. This made it worse and, and make them keep doing it until they finally get it right. And, and then well, the and after four, you know, let's say it keeps messing up after four repairs, then they will give you a brand new one. There you go, Frank. That that is our advice. I just, mean, suck. just mention the word crew. Just remember that. There you go. All righty. And then we have one more call from Mark in Virginia. This is Mark from Vienna, Virginia. I'm calling about help. I've got a Mac. I've got two questions regarding the Mac. The first question is, I have noticed when using my Macintosh, frequently I'm, when moving the, beginning to move the mouse, the mouse pointer will jump to one of the far edges of the screen. I've also noticed that when logged into the same machine as my wife, the same problem happens, but not as frequently. I'm just wondering if you have any idea as to whether this is likely a hardware problem and should I be taking the uh, Macintosh back to the um, Apple store or if this is actually a software issue and if I can resolve the problem by just reinstalling Leopard. My second question actually involves... uh, Okay, before we get to the second question, have you ever heard anything like that where all of a sudden the just the mouse pointer completely goes away? Is that what he said? Yeah, I've not heard anything like that before. Uh, the, only, the only thing I could think of, did he say if it was a desktop or a laptop? Uh, let's I go care. back. Hold on. When moving the Mac, the first question is, I have noticed when using my Macintosh, frequently I'm, when moving the, beginning to move the mouse, the mouse pointer will jump to one of the far edges of the screen. 
I've also noticed that when logged into the same machine as my wife, the same problem happens, but not as frequently. Okay. Um, you know, I've seen that happen on my PC even before. Yeah, sometimes if you're using a, a you know, like a, an optical mouse, sometimes the surfaces will do that. Or if the, the trackpad's going bad, if it's a laptop. Um, yeah, I, I've seen it happen myself. Yeah. And it's, I, it's been couple of those things yeah and if it's a mighty mighty mouse mighty mice are kind of weird i've seen some weird issues with those too all right so my, my suggestion is to take that in and see if they can't replace your trackpad or 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 whatever mouse you might be using if, if you have if it's a desktop and you have a mouse maybe try replacing the mouse see if that does it i mean hopefully if you have a desktop that um, yeah getting a new mouse is not that expensive and and maybe you can even borrow somebody else's or off of another system and see if that helps you for a while Alrighty, let's see if I can get right back to his other and question. All things. I've got a couple of applications. Oh, let's see here. Actually involves um, the path if I reinstall things. I've got a couple of applications on this computer that are not part of the standard Apple software. And I was just curious if I can simply go into the applications folder, copy those applications out to an external hard drive, and then after cleaning the hard drive and reloading uh, Leopard fresh, if I can just simply copy those applications back into the application folder, or if I actually need to go and download the applications off the Internet again and go through an installation process. Alrighty. So w w the answer to that one, of course, is you can just drag and drop those babies, right? Yeah, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, yeah, you can just the, the, all the files are encapsulated in the dot app yeah, folder, including um, all the data and everything else to run it, right? Yeah, if if it's stuff you downloaded off the net, you know, applications like that, like you know, Twitterific or Adium or something like that, that'll be just fine. If it's an application like Office or Photoshop. A lot of times they will throw some things into the library folder or to the system folder, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things, authorization type stuff uh, that you may need to actually reinstall it. Okay. But very most rarely. of the time, yeah, very rarely, generally on, on big apps. You know, if you're reinstalling uh, Logic Studio or Final Cut Studio, you're going to want to, you know, reinstall them. Exactly. And, and, and of course, if you have like some Adobe Air kind of stuff, you may want to just go and re-download those as well. Yeah, typically the only thing you're going to lose is your preferences. All those are st stored in something called a plist file, which is in your user folder. Um, you may lose those, but those are regenerated to the default settings if you launch an application that's been, you know, dragged back into the thing. Yeah, the other thing is is that um, if you're moving from one Mac to another, why not just go ahead and and grab the entire operating system, the you know everything, and just and and just do a, a copy of it and plop it right onto the new Mac or whatever you're looking to do. Well. It, if he wants to knock the cobwebs out, if he thinks he's, if he thinks he's having an issue, okay, it's probably it's probably best to to just reinstall and and try not to move as much from the old system back onto the new system. Gotcha. All right. Well, that is our calls for this week, and of course the telephone number for the studio line there for anybody in the chat room. If you want to call in, uh, we we've got time to take your call real quick. Otherwise, we'll get ready to wrap things up. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? Oh yeah, we were going to talk about the uh, jailbroken stuff. Yeah, we got jailbroken iPhones, and I also jailbroke my Apple TV. So let, let's talk about the iPhone just briefly. 
Um, I, I unveil broke mine. Obviously, I, I told you that. Um, the r- reason why is because of I, I. First of all, I jailbroke it so that I'd have access to two things. Number one, I wanted to try out Quick Q I K dot com, which I did, and and it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it it's not the greatest quality and stuff like that. And it it's, needs work. Yeah, it, it needs a lot of work, and it's not as quote unquote live as I'd like it to be. You know, sometimes if I'm out there streaming for any more than two or three minutes, my chat rooms my chat room can actually be buffering like crazy. And not only that, but by the time I'm 15 minutes into it, there's still eight minutes into the stream. So that that wasn't fun. And so I decided it wasn't worth it. I, I also did it to gain access and take a look at my application for gspn.tv, which was kind of cool. And I played with around with some customization stuff. They have this one program called Cyquarter, C-Y-C-O-R-D-E-R. Absolutely awesome. It gives you the same kind of quality as a point and shoot style camera and with, uh, you know, audio and video synced very nice. Really? And it looks really great. I mean, looks How do you get a- What's that? How do you get the uh, How do you get the video off once you get the SSH into your phone and pull there, it off? Or? That's exactly the problem. That you know uh, it okay. creates this you know sixty meg file, and how do you get that over there? And I was what happened was is I was looking for something in Cedia, which is the um, jailbroken equivalent to the App Store, and they did, I couldn't find anything. And I don't know anything about SSHing and all that other stuff. I was just looking for an FTP client, <laughs> something that lets me yeah. browse around inside that thing. But I, if you're gonna do this and you want to and you want to browse around, because you need to do that if you want to install, uh, you know, ROMs if you're using an emulator or or something like that, use a program called Cyberduck. Okay. Which I use for FTP 99% of the time, and it, it'll do the the secure FTP or SSH login into the phone. Now the thing is, um, and I'm also experiencing this with the Apple TV, is that SSH transfers take a lot longer than straight FTP transfers because they're encrypted. Oh, okay. Gotcha. See, if I would have known that I could have done it with CyberDuck, I wouldn't have screwed everything up. I downloaded some kind of program that I thought was going to be an FTP program, and it totally hosed my phone, so I had to reset, restore. And yeah, when in doubt, download CyberDuck. It's a great FTP program. It's free. Gotcha. Uh, it, it does it all. Yeah, I do use CyberDuck. I just didn't think about going that way into the machine, into it, so... Anyway, needless to say, I jailbroken phone wasn't like the super ultra coolest thing. Once I found out that it it used to be a lot cooler before the app store. That's what uh, I. It hear. looks like a, a lot of the a lot of the, the people who were developing uh, for the jailbroken phones have decided, hey, you know what? I can charge a buck ninety nine for my application, make a couple thousand dollars. Yep, that's exactly what they've done. So I don't blame them at all. Either. No, absolutely not. Except for the fart, fart machines. You can't get that in the app store. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. So jailbroken Apple TV. What are you thinking, Chris? Well, you know, I have an Apple TV. Yeah. And let's be quite honest. I, have, I, I, I don't use it as much as I did. Um, you know, I still watch podcasts on it occasionally when I'm folding clothes and stuff. Uh, but... You know, the problem, the main problem with the Apple TV is, is the small storage space. I have a 40 gig hard drive that's built into my Apple TV. And what I really want to do is take every DVD that I own, okay. use, hand, use Handbrake, which is a great program, by the way, handbrake.fr, um, use Handbrake, legally back up, at least as far as I'm concerned, through fair use, back up my DVDs to, to a file, to, a, to an MPEG-4, and play them through my Apple TV whenever I want to. Well... 
40 gigs isn't going to cut it, right? Because each time you rip a each time you rip a DVD, it's about a gig to two gigs if you use really really good quality. Right. So what I did is I essentially jailbroke my Apple TV using a program called um, ATV USB Creator. And what it does is it applies something that people have been calling in, in the hacking circles as a patch stick. It takes a USB uh, flash drive, you stick it into the ba- you know you, you run this code on it, you stick it into the back of the Apple TV, reboot the Apple TV, and it'll it'll unlock the Apple TV so you can you can run your own code on it. Gotcha. And so, so there's a program you- that I'm using called Boxy. It's B O X E E dot TV. And what it is, remember how I was talking about uh, the Xbox Media Center, right? We've talked about that, how right. I built one of those. It's a, a fork. Uh, it's, a, it's, a variant, it's a variation of, of the Xbox Media Center code that is running on this uh, boxy.tv software. It's really, really cool. You can, Let's say I'm watching a show or a movie. It'll update my Twitter. It'll update my Tumblr that I'm, that I'm doing these different types of media consumption. I can listen to Last.fm. I can watch podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And it, it sits alongside your existing Apple TV software so I can still download movies and listen to all my uh, – watch all my content that I've purchased over the iTunes Music Store. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. So it's Boxby, huh? Or Boxy. Yeah, B- Boxy, B-O-X-E-E. And what's cool about doing this, it's a lot like the jailbroken phones. There's really no risk if something does go wrong – um, you hold down a key combination on, on the remote of the Apple TV. I think it's like uh, the minus and menu. And on the on, in a partition on the hard drive on the Apple TV, there's the original restore software. And it'll just restore it back to its original state. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So if you get an Apple TV, uh, do, a, do a Google search for uh, ATV USB dash creator. Awesome, easy to do. And it really unlocks your Apple TV. Very cool. And then the last thing we have in the show notes here is uh, Fring, F-R-I-N-G, for the iPhone. Yeah, it just came out uh, yesterday or a day or two ago. It was on Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah, uh, Saturday. I installed I, it immediately. I, yeah, I, I played with this application when it was on the jailbroken phone, and it was okay. Um, I have a Skype out account now. So, I, but I haven't had a real a real good chance to test it. But as far as the 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 instant messaging capabilities of Fring, it seems to be really really good. So far, it is the best multi-platform instant messaging program on the iPhone. And let me explain to you why I say that. Be, for me, I want the ability that when I sign back in, and and after it's been turned off for two or three days. I like the fact that it still has the history of the conversations I've previously had with people. Yeah, it's cool. So, and, and what, what else is neat is if you got a Skype account, like a Skype out account, you can actually make calls through your VoIP. Yes, and they also have SIP access, and uh, there's some YouTube videos out there. If you search around enough, you'll see how to use Fring for, you know, to make free outbound calls using SIP. SIP. Yeah, so. there's a thing called the Gizmo Project that's uh, SIP compatible, and, and you can configure it to use that. Uh, someone in the, real quick, someone in the chat room was asking what a jailbroken iPhone is. Yeah, that's a good and, question. Uh, yeah, I'll explain it real quick. Uh, you hear the term jailbroken and the, the, the term unlocked thrown around a lot when you talk about an iPhone. Uh, the difference is, is an unlocked iPhone... Um, the software has been changed in such a way that you that any carrier 
that uses GSM will work on it, like T-Mobile. Or uh, here in town, we have something called Cincinnati Bell Wireless. If you unlock a phone, you can run those little SIM cards on the phone. A jailbroken phone still requires you to be part of AT&T or whatever carrier you're with. But what it allows you to do is run applications that haven't been sanctioned by Apple. It, it allows you to run home-brewed applications. Exactly. Yeah, and someone just said Verizon. Verizon is something called CDMA, which doesn't work with the iPhone. The iPhone is only GSM. Yeah, so jailbroken is not the same as unlocking your phone. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the the big difference between the two unlocking is really hard to reverse because it makes a change to something called the baseband, which is kind of like the software inside the actual modem of the phone. And it's really hard to undo that. And Apple can actually brick your phone uh, by trying to inject different code into there and it'll get rejected and all that good stuff. Uh, A jailbroken phone is completely reversible. All you need to do is just restore your phone. Yeah. And Aggie JWP is in the chat room says, Cliff, why didn't you jailbreak your phone? And I did jailbreak my phone and now it is unjailbroken. And the answer to your question is in episode 45 of help. I got a Mac the entire story. So if you're interested, it is in there. (laughs) All righty. So anything else, Chris? I think that's it. I'm going to go back to ripping my DVDs now. Sounds great, man. It takes a long time, man. I mean, I got a really, really nice MacBook Pro, you know, 2.5, you know, dual core and all this, that, and the other. Oh, and I got a really, really nice external hard drive. Let me me talk about this one real quick. Okay, go ahead. Sure. I got the Western Digital MyBook uh, Studio Pro or Studio whatever uh, from Western Digital. It's 500 gigabytes. Um, It's got... Uh, Firewire 800, USB 2, and external SATA connections on it. Okay. And uh, really good, man. I got it at Best Buy for like 120 bucks. Really? And uh, it's really, really nice. The Firewire 800 has been awesome. Awesome. So uh, we want to let people know, of course, if you are enjoying this content, we ask you to consider the possibility of becoming a plus member. You can learn more information about that over at gspn.tv slash plus. And uh, we have tons of other shows we'd love to tell you about. Uh, if you're into technology uh, and new media and te- and podcasting and stuff like that, check out podcastanswerman.com. And also, um, if you happen to be interested in faith-based stuff, we have the Almost Daily Devotional and About the Church podcast over here at gspn.tv. That's gspn.tv. And, of course, don't forget to tell everybody else about helpigotamac.com. See ya.